0: This week we bust some myths about full-time RVing, plus a fall camping outlook. All that more, this is RV Miles. Fall is coming. Let's get going. LL Bean wants to help you make the most out of this spectacular season with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors. For fall hikes, when it's cold in the morning and warm in the afternoon, layering becomes very important. You don't want to get chilled and you don't want to sweat through your clothes either. A good rule of thumb is to start out dressed as if the temperature is 10 degrees warmer than it is. So once you start generating body heat, you won't get overly hot. For more tips, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 292 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And
1: I'm Abby. And we are two RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing all across North America since 2016. (laughs) Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and so much more. It is always so funny when I accidentally flip the script right there because you look at me and you're like, uh oh, where's she going with this one? <laughs> and Never most know. of the time, I don't know. The words just start coming out.
0: <laughs> we have been, we've sort of been reminiscing about our life on the road over the last seven seven years, uh, full time traveling the country, traveling three countries now. And on this episode, we thought we'd talk a little bit about that and about uh, some of the myths that people, uh, think about when they think about full-time RVing.
1: Yeah, we're bringing back RV myth-busting. It's been a minute since we've done. Yeah, it's been a minute,
0: so. So we're gonna talk about some of the things that you might not have thought about if you're considering full-time RVing, uh, or if not, I still think it's uh, good information for people who want to travel a lot. But first, we're gonna talk about camping in the fall. It is time uh, for the fall equinox. Today is Friday that we're recording this. The equinox is overnight tonight.
1: But by the time you see this or hear yes. this, it will have already happen. passed.
0: And you'll something will happen to you. Some <laughs> some sort of cosmic change <laughs> in your life will have happened.
1: You For will sure. see a tree <laughs> turning a different color in front of your we eyes.
0: We are starting to see like I'm looking at the trees across from us right now, and there's just a little bit of yellow showing up on some of the leaves. So we're seeing that begin here a bit... Down in the middle Midwest, the upper Midwest. I've seen uh some photos of it already being in its full glory.
1: Leaf peeping. Is leaf about to
0: leaf start. peeping is happening. Uh, so it's that it's that time of year. And fall camping uh it is become a really big thing. It used to be that the end of the camping season was pretty much Labor Day. Um some people might go a little bit further. For most of us in these sort of colder weather climates, uh, obviously people down south are like, okay, it's camping season is beginning, right? Yeah, I was
1: going to say <laughs> for them, fall is like, oh, finally we can go outside.
0: But, you know, the kids go back to school and and uh, the seasonal workers that are college kids and high school kids at campgrounds go back to school. Don't see as much of that anymore, but there's still a bit of that happening at some of these sort of resort type places. Uh, But KOA has a new study out about fall camping and what we can expect this year. And it's really surprising to me. So most campers, and when KOA defines campers, it's tent campers, RV campers, all sorts of campers. Most campers, in fact, 85%, so pretty much all campers, Plan to camp this fall. Um, you know how late into the season I don't know, but uh, here it gets a little hard. We we've just we've been trying to figure out ways for us to camp further into the fall. And I think I just came up with a solution last night. But one of the issues here is that so many of the campgrounds in the uh, in the Midwest here, at least in Illinois, closed down by like October fifteenth at the latest. The first. Hard freeze usually happens somewhere around late October. Most of them are not winterized. So most of them close down. Right. So that makes it really challenging. There's usually just a few commercial campgrounds. There's a KOA close to us.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: oh, it's no longer it's a KOA. It's no longer it's one KOA. of those that was it,
1: lost. Yeah. It's KOA-ness.
0: It's, it's not the greatest campground. So it's now uh, known
1: as Camelot. And boy, could that not be further from the truth. There's nothing Camelot about that place (laughs) whatsoever.
0: But uh, so there's there's going to be a lot of people looking for campgrounds, whether they're open or not, uh, over the course of this fall, and we've saw that gradually happening over the past several uh, years. Where you know at first it started with oh, campgrounds realized that Halloween was a really good thing that they could have events around. They could have trick-or-treating and hay rack rides and stuff like that.
1: Hay rack rides. Often
0: they usually happen early in October and not around actual Halloween though.
1: Is it called hay rack rides? Yeah. I just thought it was hay rides.
0: She, she's from Kansas City, I'm sorry.
1: Wait, I'm sorry, hay rack? Yeah. I got, we have to stop for a second. It's just a trailer with some hay barrels on it. What's what's a rack about that?
0: The trailer rack
1: i've never seen it like advertised as a hay rack ride just as hay rides I'm, hey way in way in here have am i the only one who's <laughs> never who's for 44 years has missed the rack part in
0: it was always called a hay rack ride when i was a kid i remember when i was a kid going on a haunted hay rack ride i my cousin
1: i've gone on a haunted hay ride i'm
0: sure same thing uh, I'm, I'm barely, fairly, not. fairly certain, fairly certain, because you're not just riding on hay. You've got to ride on. Uh, but I remember as a kid going on a haunted ride. <laughs> I can't <laughs> even say ride, Haunted hayrack <laughs> ride. That's what we call them. I don't know. Uh, I know. Where with my cousins. And I remember my, co- <laughs> I remember my cousin, Eric, got really scared by a guy that sort of jumped on the side oh, of the hayride. Oh, the rack, worst. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he punched him in the face. It was just like a gut reaction, what? you know, of like a of like a 12-year-old.
1: <laughs> what, what is it with you people in the Quad Cities and your gut reactions being just to punch somebody? Like, this that, is not the first story like, I've heard about this. Like, is this just something... You,
0: you feel like you're being attacked in the woods.
1: I, my first reaction is to shove the person nearest to me towards danger and yeah, then run. We,
0: we've always known this. This is, <laughs> this is what you do. Just,
1: just know if you're on a haunted hay rack ride with me and somebody jumps out at us, I am going to shove you towards them if you're <laughs> sitting next to me. Then I'm going to hop off, and I'm going to start running back towards the entrance <laughs> into my car, and I'm going to leave.
0: So beyond fall, however, uh, winter camping is also growing. 38% of campers say they will definitely camp this winter versus just 17% the year prior.
1: And we plan to be that 38% this year. We're going to yeah. some... Like cold weather. Cold weather winter camping, yes.
0: Another twenty-seven percent, another an addition on top of those thirty-eight percent, another twenty-seven percent say they will probably camp this winter, resulting in a potential for sixty-five percent of campers to experience cold season camping. Again, they call it cold season camping. It's not cold season camping in southern Arizona.
1: No, I mean if you're down in Florida, is it Really? When you camp in January? I don't know.
0: I've seen some of those people in Florida wearing their heavy parkas and, and Canadian, gloves when it's 65 Canadian, degrees outside. The
1: Canadian goose jacket. Like <laughs> there. I mean, fair enough. But that's a great question for anyone listening or watching is what are your plans? I mean... Do you want to camp further into the fall season? Do you plan to camp into what is cold season, winter camping? You know, what are you up to this year? Do you already have that rig snug as a bug in a rug, like tucked away for the season? We'd love to know. So uh, drop a line over on the RV Miles Facebook group, or if you're watching it, leave a comment down below.
0: And in in looking towards the future, just one fact to add here, 53% of campers have already booked something for 2024. Okay. As opposed to leisure travelers in general. So folks that take airplanes, people that going to stay in hotels. They have 13, yeah. only 13% of them have booked a trip for next year. I think that really points to the campground reservation problem. People who are hardcore campers know that they've got to get on top of those reservations.
1: And we are not one of those people because we do not we have, have no any,
0: reservations we have for next
1: no year. We have plans for 2024 and that's as far as Maybe we we've should gotten. probably
0: make some reservations.
1: Well, yeah, especially if we plan to do this eclipse thing we keep talking about yeah. in April. I mean, yeah. we might want to get is, that. Well, and
0: this is one of the problems. This is one of the myths that we're going to talk about when we come back about full time RVing yeah. and the difficulty in getting campsites, because I think it is a bit different for part timers.
1: Things just got a little <laughs> bit more real for us when it comes to booking campgrounds.
0: We'll be right back. Be right back this episode is sponsored by the park wolf app ever found yourself in the heart of a national park surrounded by beauty but unsure where to go or what to see that's where park wolf comes in park wolf is the ultimate app for exploring national parks as you drive the gps shows you what's coming up on the road and an audio guide will fill you in on what's there so you can decide if it's worth a stop for you or not gas running low looking for a bite to eat or a bathroom break park wolf's got you covered it keeps track of the nearest gas station restrooms, food, and pullover areas. And the best part, it works without an internet connection. And if you're a wildlife enthusiast, you'll love Park Wolf's wildlife maps and sighting notifications. So before you set off on your next national park adventure, download the Parkwolf app for your iPhone from the App Store. It's your ultimate guide to national parks. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates and brakes, a full line of weight distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com. We are back and we're going to talk a bit about full-time RVing myths. But before we do, uh, just a quick shout-out to uh, all of you that are subscribers to the RV Miles YouTube channel. We have the RV Miles podcast YouTube channel and the regular, bigger RV Miles YouTube channel. That channel is about to hit 100,000 subscribers, so... For those of you who are there, thank you so much for your support. We're very excited about reaching that milestone. If you have not subscribed yet, it would be so fantastic if you would go over there and hit that subscribe button. Look, I'm one of those people that I don't subscribe to YouTube channels. I just watch YouTube channels, and then I expect that the algorithm is going to show me what I want. And if I want to search for YouTube, if I I want to go watch a Less Junk, More Journey video, I just type in less junk and and go there. Uh, I don't really follow the the YouTube notifications very much. So if you're like me and (laughs) it doesn't matter anyway, just give us the little little support by hitting that subscribe button. It helps out. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And we've got some really cool stuff coming over there in 2024. I feel like I can't take really any of the credit for what's going on over at that channel this has really been curated by jason this has been jason's no for reals i mean let's be honest you do 90 percent of the videos that are landing over there you're really J- the just because
0: i'm in them in the face of it doesn't mean that you're not a huge part of putting it together well
1: i i do write a mean show note Okay. I do write show note, not for anything you're doing over there. I write them for this channel here, but I will say that in 2024, because especially because of the support from mile marker members. So thank you to those of you who are mile marker members and helping us grow this small business because of that support, the things that we have coming for that YouTube channel in 2024 are really going to build. On these news videos, on these industry and consumer videos that Jason has really been curating and putting together over the last three years. Like this is really uh, kind of been a little bit of a passion project of yours. We're the... going to
0: try to do about twice as many videos over there next year. Yes, uh, We'll see how that goes, but, but well... we're going to really try to get, uh, in addition to the weekly news video... Uh, In the middle of every week or the end of it, whatever it is, we're going to try to also get an additional video that might be something about RV life, might be a RV tour. Uh, We're going to try to do a lot more RV tours, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so this is exciting. So if you are not subscribed over to the channel and because there's going to be so much coming out, you would like to keep on top of it. Now's the perfect time to do it and help us cross that 100,000 marker. What? that's wild i never thought we'd be talking about a hundred thousand on youtube so thanks to everyone that's been making that happen we're so humbled and amazed
0: all right as i mentioned before as we've finished up our full-time travels here we're not we're still not in our new home yet we'll be there in about a month um but we are we have been sort of contemplating our last many years on the road thinking about future, future travels and and how we're going to uh, lay those out. And we've come up with some myths that, that people might have about full-time RVing a few of these we've covered in the past, a few we haven't, uh, that, that you might want to consider before you jump into full-time RVing or even sort of long-term you want to go out seasonally, that sort of stuff. This is stuff you might want to think about, uh, if you're, if you're going to be heading out there or you just, you know, you have thoughts about full-time RVing and you don't do it and you want to be corrected. This, we're going to correct those thoughts. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> the first one is, is that full-time RVing is like being on a perpetual vacation. Pretty sure if you have been uh, listening to all 292 episodes of the RV miles podcast, you've probably have gotten the, the idea that that is absolutely not true.
0: <laughs> it, it took us a long time to figure out that oh, we still need to make time for vacation yes. within our full-time lifestyle. We need to take off from work for a week or two.
1: And that's really and, hard to do.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly it, it, hard. And um no matter what you do working from the road. Now, of course, if you're if you're a retiree and you're you're ready to go out and explore, you have a little bit more leeway. But life still does get in the way. You can't just sort of drop everything, all this stuff that you normally do in your everyday life. You have to continue on the road a little bit. You know, you have to, You still have to deal with your insurance and your vehicle registration, all the things that come up in your life, your doctor's appointments, your all that sort of stuff. So when we go visit a destination, we go to Yosemite National Park, for instance, and we're in that area for two weeks. For us, as people who work from the road, we're not able to accomplish anywhere near what people who are there on vacation are able to do in a much shorter amount of
1: time. Yeah, absolutely. So that's something to consider for yourself too, like how fast you're going to travel, how much you're going to see, You know, is it realistic that you're going to hit all 50 states in one year and work from the road? And if you have kids you're adding in that homeschool aspect as well, whatever that means for you. So there has to be time allotted for that as well. All right, next one, next myth that we're busting here is that living in an RV is always cheaper than living in a house. Yucca. Yeah, (laughs)
0: not, not if
1: you go to Alaska.
0: (laughs) The costs you can control the costs, uh, in, in a really decent way, depending on if you do a lot of boondocking, Um, If you make all your meals in your RV, but there are things about full-time RVing that make it actually a little bit harder, but you don't have your regular grocery store that you go to. Often you're going to these expensive grocery stores in really rural areas outside of a national park where everything is just can be pricey.
1: You know, and again, this comes back to how fast do you travel Mm -hmm. because you have to have the fuel to get there, where are you going when you travel as well? All of these costs have to be taken into consideration, going back to that thing about I want to do all fifty states in one year that is going to cost a lot in fuel. You want to go up to Alaska, you want to go to Baja you want to you know you want to go to all these places we want to get to you you want to go to Yellowstone or Yosemite, you want to go to the these beautiful national parks again, like Jason was just saying about the grocery store a lot of these places are really remote and when they're really remote it's harder to get fuel up there which means you're going to pay more so really take that into consideration of course there are so many things you can do to offset that cost but if your idea is that you're going to stay at an rv resort for two-thirds of the time you're on the road and you're going to be just traveling all over the country that is going to get expensive really
0: really good it's the thing I always think of is you can't compare it to like a 3000 square foot house. Yeah. I mean, of course it might be cheaper, but, but also like, com- okay. Say your, your RV is 250 square foot Compare it to a 250 square foot, small cabin yeah. somewhere. You're probably going to save a lot more money living minimalistically in a small cabin or in an apartment or something like that. So y- there is a possibility out there that you can save a lot of money. There's, there's a lot of people that spend very little money on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch the cheap RV living channel, there's lots of lots of really good tips out there. Uh, but it's not a giver.
1: Yeah, I, it can absolutely be done. And I think, you know, one more thing to touch on before we move on to consider with your budget. And we've talked about this, the growing number of people who are taking out loans, In order to afford an RV, in order to own an RV, if you are one of those people and there's no shame in that game, you have that monthly cost as well. So you're factoring that monthly cost for the rig, the cost for the campgrounds, and the cost for the fuel. And that can, again...
0: And some of these these rigs cost as much as a home and depreciate a heck of a lot faster.
1: (laughs) It's wild that we're about to say this, but I actually think given... Where things are at right now in full timing and what our full timing was looking like because we were moving very fast and we had a lot of things that we wanted to cover content wise. I actually think this next year we will spend less owning or renting an apartment and still traveling four months out of the year than we did for 2020. And that's
0: because we're going to continue to live somewhat minimalistically.
1: Yes. And well yes, we're moving into a 3 bedroom apartment. Yeah,
0: and because a lot of the travels we did in the last year were expensive. So.
1: Yes, a Baja to Alaska sounds just as expensive as it sounds.
0: Baja was Baja was cheap. It's well, it's the it. California and Washington and Oregon and Canada and Alaska part that's like expensive. Canada
1: and Alaska may have broken our bank account. All right, the next one, it's easy to find remote work. And stay connected.
0: Yeah, I well, look. There are a lot of remote jobs out there now, um, so you might see a lot of remote jobs available and think that it's it's going to be very easy to get one. the The challenge that people are having right now with remote jobs is that a lot of these companies are only allowing you to remote work from a state that they have what's called nexus, you know, meaning basically they have they have locations in that state, mm-hmm. sticks and bricks locations in that state. So they might not allow you to travel about the country. Uh, A lot of them also require a hardwired internet connection. Now, a lot of people find ways to fake that, but there are challenges like that. So there definitely are plenty of remote work opportunities that will work and opportunities to work on the road, not remotely, not over the internet. But it's not as simple as this whole pandemic move to remote work might make it sound.
1: Well, and we're seeing a lot of what was pandemic remote work returning oh, go
0: ahead.
1: yeah. Yep, returning to the office. Now,
0: what I think has happened though is there's a lot more flexibility for people who do work in an office mm-hmm. to remote to remote work for short periods of time. Yeah. So that's going to really allow a lot of RV owners to go out and vacation longer. So you have your week off But maybe you can tack on a few more days to that, that you're going to work and and be remote and be able to be out with your family a little longer.
1: Yeah, there can still be a lot of flexibility within this, but there needs to be some realistic expectations about it as well. As I think the landscape, the remote working landscape is starting to shift a little bit. And I think we're going to see more of that 2024 being where exactly are we going to land with all of this? It's
0: like waves. You know, there's yeah. there's a big tidal wave and then there's a retraction and then there's another wave and a retraction. It's going to continue to erode, but there's always those retractions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The next myth we're going to talk about here is that you can always travel to places with perfect weather. I am sure we have all seen that map that's called something like Chasing 70 Degrees. And it shows all the locations that you can go to where you will always be in 70 degree weather. If anyone has been paying any attention to weather news over the last several years, you know that it is so unpredictable at this point. There are, are places where there Seattle, for instance, let's talk about the Pacific Northwest and the heat waves they've been having over there where the majority. Of people that live in the Pacific Northwest don't even have air conditioning.
0: I remember in uh, early 2021, we were part of that Texas freeze up. We were in San Antonio and it got down to eight degrees.
1: Yes, that was wild. I don't think I've been back to Texas since. That's how wild it was. You've probably heard us talk about being in the South in the spring. There is this shift. It seems to be that Tornado Alley is moving. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's
0: moved south it's and east, it's
1: really yeah. moved south and east. So, what used to be great weather locations are now experiencing some pretty intense, severe weather down there. So, yes, you can absolutely attempt to chase 70 degrees, but you at this point, if you're going to be a full time RVer, you need to be prepared for all forms of weather, and there are some. Fantastic locations that we can go to down in the Southwest, maybe, or you go down to the Keys. But when you're talking budget, yeah, and if you got kids,
0: there <laughs> there, are, are, there are places there, that there are take you. very few places in the winter that are truly warm, and that's Southern Florida, Southern California, Southern Arizona, and Southern Texas. That's yeah. basically it.
1: But remember when we came out of Baja. I went to San Diego. It was never warm enough the whole time we were there to, for the kids to truly swim and not
0: be Yeah, you know, a lot of people just expect that they won't have to run very much, don't want to lose propane very much, uh, and uh, that it's, it's just unrealistic if you're full-time.
1: Yeah, so just something to keep in mind that the weather is going to be all over the place and you just got to roll with it. You got to stay safe. All right, the next one is that... Full-time RVing is a lonely and isolated way to live. That could not be further from the truth.
0: We have made so many great friends on the road. Not just acquaintances, but people that we have become very, very close to. And so have the kids. And people who are in campgrounds and other full-timers are usually really quick to chat you up and be friendly. Campgrounds often have lots of activities, the cities and the towns that you visit, you can do all the same sorts of things that you would have done back home. We have been able to, part of this depends on what your, your home makeup already is. But you know, for us coming from living in Chicago where we had no family and we have family spread across the country in Illinois and Tennessee and in Texas and in Missouri Missouri and California. California, We've been able to go see all of those people, mm-hmm. uh, some of which we, we wouldn't have seen for years had we not been able to do that and spend really quality extended time with them.
1: Absolutely. And for those of you traveling with kids, we cannot recommend the Republic of Nomads enough. It's a fantastic organization, and a totally awesome and inclusive organization that is perfect for families out on the road. They have events all over the country that you can go to. I really like that. They are also volunteer and service-based with all of their events as well. They're just so great. You are a full-time RVing family. Check out Republic of Nomads. What's next? Oh, we have more. Okay. So we have a few more here. Um, Domicile is simple. You can just get a UPS address.
0: We've seen so many people run into this problem where they think, and other people tell them, other full-time RVers tell them, you just need to get in a UPS box. You go to a UPS store, you can get a UPS box. They'll even scan and send your email to you. Those addresses and many, many other mailing service addresses across the country have been flagged by the banks uh, and by your... uh, by your uh, uh, Department of Motor Vehicles as as not physical residential addresses, so people start running into problems where they can't register to vote, they can't uh, they can't get their driver's license renewed, they can't open a bank account or get a loan because those banks aren't recognizing those addresses. So, if you don't have a relative who can be your full time. Address like we have always had. That's what we have always done. Even though we've used mailing services for <laughs> businesses, we we highly recommend that you go to one of the major organizations that does this. Which means you're going to have to become probably a resident of Texas or Florida or possibly South Dakota. Escapees is probably the best, best and biggest one out there. The Escapes organization they have addresses in Florida and Texas. Uh, you're going to have to go to those states to register for the first time, but that, and that's going to be a big hassle. That's going to be an expense because those states also have some upfront fees for for you know moving there and registering your mm-hmm. vehicles and your and and all that for the first time. Your insurance is going to be higher if you're a Florida resident for sure. Uh, but you have to do that if you want to be able to do all those other things. Uh, and you don't have like a relative who, whose address that you can use. You you have to have a domicile address you can't just float around
1: and i want to amend just a little bit we actually did carry when we first got on the road we did have traveling mailboxes for also our personal email or our personal mail as well and but not a lot see we're living in an age too now where so much of what we do can be paperless there's really outside of a few very important pieces of documents, papers, mail that you need to get that you cannot be paperless for. So if you can talk to that loved one and have a few things sent to them a few
0: times a year. It's really just like your taxes and your vehicle registration and your driver's license renewal. That's it.
1: But if they're in another state and it's going to just require all of that switch anyway, and this is something you think you're going to be full time for a long time, then it is probably worth to do something like Jason mentioned with escapees. If you're testing out these waters, it might be worth it just to talk to a family member because you don't want to go through this whole hassle of perhaps switch into Texas or Florida only to decide, you know what? Full timing's not for me. I miss my hometown. I miss my family. I, I want to move back. And now you've got to do it. over again, you know, six months, nine months later. So a few things to think about there when it comes to getting the mail. All right. Another one. And we've talked a lot about this, so we won't spend too much time on it, but it's too hard to get campsites. Not true. The reality of full timing is the flexibility that comes with full timing. Unless you say, I must be in Uh, the Smoky Mountains during the Fireflies, you know, and that's only happening two weeks out of the year.
0: That's the big difference we're finding, is that when we were full-timers, the availability at a certain campground often dictated where we went, especially if it was a really cool place. And now that we're going to part-timing, knowing that we're going to go out for these certain sets of weeks or days or whatever, We need to book campgrounds in those specific days. It still might, what's available might dictate a little bit of where we go, but that flexibility of just being able to go where you wanted to go actually wasn't that hard for us because if, if an area was just all booked up, we'd just go to a different place.
1: Now, maybe you're someone though, that feels more comfortable having everything booked out way in advance, or you feel nervous because maybe you have a larger rig and there's places you want to go that you only have a, a, you know, a set number of campsites you can fit into. That's absolutely fine. Again, we're talking about flexibility, which is the great thing about full-time RVing because it allows you to be the type of RVer that is most comfortable for you. So if you're a planner, plan away. If you're someone that's like, I'm just going to go where the availability is, you can do that as well. It's a be- Full-timing is this really beautiful sort of adventure where you get to, you get to create your own adventures, create your own story. A little bit. And that is certainly true when it comes to how you want to travel and how you want to book campsites. All right. This is, oh no, we have one more after this. So two more, here we go. It will solve all your problems. Woof.
0: (laughs) A lot of people (laughs) start full timing to get away from something that's going on in their life, something difficult. Uh, or they think that their family is going through some struggles and that moving their family full-time will fix those things and I think what we have learned is full timing uh, comes with some stressors of not being uh, not being uh, able to be in too much of a routine and those stressors whether it's just having different grocery stores like we mentioned before or uh, having to pack up the rig every week or uh, not knowing where you're going to eat you know you don't have your regular restaurants and stuff those little things add up and i think they just amplify the good and the bad in your life
1: i would say that we again have talked a lot about this i 100 percent believe that full-time rving for our family gave us our family back and we've talked a lot about this about jason's work life in Chicago and how we were, you know, really needing to make some changes. I a hundred percent believe that the choice for us to go full time gave us our family back. Like everything that happens in life, there is a season for everything. And while we were given this one section back, we were presented with other challenges, other stressors, stressors that we didn't have when we were living we, in We Chicago. didn't
0: have any money anymore. We <laughs> we, <didn't,
1: laughs> we had a bus that was breaking down all the time. But what we had was time. Yeah. And I've just recently wrote about this in a road signs newsletter. I talked about how full-timing gave me the gift of time, especially with Jack, that I got these seven years of really being with Jack and, and, and watching our kids grow in this just really beautiful and sort of family focused way for us, for our family. This is not going to work for every family. And we had so many stressors on the road, stressors of, getting Henry back for specialists, uh, str- medicals. We've had so many medical stressors. We've had so many
0: so, rig breakdowns, so
1: many rig, rig, lot. And those stressors are present as full timers. If we had been in a sticks and bricks over the last seven years, we would have had these same stressors in different ways or different stressors. Um, yeah. Full timing is not the answer, but full timing can be the beginning of a healing journey But it's never, if you're running from something, it does not matter how far you run, that thing will always find.
0: It's not going to cure, it's not going to cure your mental health struggles. It's not going to make you lose weight because you're going to be more active. Guarantee you that is not true. I mean, look look what's going on over here,
1: y'all. We ate our way through Baja and Alaska. I just, I think too, that um, you have to consider as well that. We had, you know, uh, full disclosure, we had plenty of relationship stressors before we got on the road. Mm -hmm. We had, our marriage was tough and that was because we had gone into a relationship where we hadn't really had any time to get to know one another before we became parents. There was a lot that was happening.
0: So we decided to start a business together. So we decided
1: to start a business together and move ourselves into a teeny tiny little space where you think that those things are going to get better. Those things didn't get better.
0: And when you say it like that, it's obviously, of course, that's going to make how
1: it how silly worse. Are but we-,
0: we were able to then work through that, and yes, and uh, part of it forced us to get better in some ways. Yeah. But uh, you know, Absolutely. it's it's all going to be dependent on you and your your family life, uh, what it does to you. Some people cannot be in a confined space with each other. Twenty-four hours a day.
1: Oh, and that's why there's places like
0: Target where we get to go and walk aimlessly, or just
1: a trail, or I mean, there's—I joke, but I don't. There's a a lot that comes with. You might be letting one thing go and and healing one thing or improving one thing, but do expect that. Like every change in life, there will be the unexpected, and that could be boy, I didn't know how difficult it would be to be in a confined space with you all the time and start a business with you. <laughs> but if you, if you are committed to it and you want to do the work and you got to do the work, it does get better and it, something really beautiful does get to come out of it. All right, finally, last one. You're stuck with it if you start.
0: Just like we've said from the beginning, everybody asked us from the very beginning, well, what will you do if you hate it? We always said, well, we're just renting an apartment now. We'll just stop and rent an apartment.
1: To so stop. And, I mean, that's the thing you just stop, Yeah. you know? And I think too, like what, you know, we got the question all the time. How long are you going to do this? And we always said, this is a family decision. We will do this as long as the family unit is on board with this. And after seven years, not everyone in the family is on board with this anymore. No. That's fine.
0: You can't always stop if you're somebody that sold your house and put all your equity into an RV that was very expensive and into it. underwater and all right. that. It's not as easy. So be careful about setting up your full-time life so that it isn't that hard to exit.
1: But if you're a traveling nurse, you're a seasonal worker, you know, you're doing jobs that require you to go to a location for several months at a time and you want to have, if you have a family or you just want to take your RV with you and do that, it can be a little bit harder to be like, okay, I'm done now because obviously your livelihood, your income is tied into that. In no way did we have that on the same kind of level, but for sure there were a lot of conversations that happened between Jason and I. Will RV miles survive this? Is RV miles only built on Jason and Abby? being full timers on the road. And we rolled the dice on that one. We're rolling the dice that this business will not only hold itself, but this business will thrive because ultimately as, as, as important as RV miles is to us, ultimately the family and the, the success and the health of everyone in this family has to come first. And then everything else has to be built off of that. So it's tough. Whether you're doing it for one month, six months, six years, or 16 years. Change is hard, but change is possible. We are all capable of change. We just have to we have to be smart about it. And we have to be true to ourselves about it.
0: If you're somebody that hates change, full-time RVing might not be free.
1: If you're an anxious person
0: like <laughs>
1: myself, uh, you know, that can be tough too. And I think this is one that you know, we didn't uh, really touch on a lot because I don't think that we can speak to you on how to do this, but you really do have to weigh with full-time RVing. It is not impossible. I think we are examples of that, but if you have uh, people in your home that that need specialist care, that have unique challenges, you, don't, you need to take that into consideration as well, how you continue to provide that care, help for yourself or for that loved one, um, I, because that, that is so important. You cannot put those things aside just so you can go visit all the national parks.
0: You can still have a life where you homeschool, you work from uh, remotely or from home. Uh, and travel extensively while you still have a home base to come back to to deal with all those things. If that is something that you have to do for your family, you can absolutely do it that way. You don't, you don't have to be full-time just because it sounds you know like a, an amazing adventure, which it is. You can still have amazing adventures without completely cutting ties to a home base. But
1: I'll be the other one on your shoulder and say, if you can do it, You You should do it because it was seven awesome years.
0: You can always stop.
1: And I cannot wait to go back. It's no secret that I was not the one that voted for (laughs) getting off the road, but I'm totally okay with it because I know that after this particular season of life, watch out y'all, I'm getting back on the road.
0: Yeah. Abby and I will certainly probably, will probably still have a home base, but we will probably be very, very most time once the kids are gone.
1: We will have children spread out all over this country. I do not doubt it. Therefore, I will need a way to get to them and then be there for long periods of time when someday maybe they have kids. Who knows?
0: Who knows? All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we will check the level of our tanks. We'll
1: be right back.
0: Hey, friends in the Pacific Northwest. This weekend, you won't find a bigger or better selection of RVs than at the Tacoma Fall RV Show, with more than a dozen local dealers, hundreds of units, and acres of inventory on display. This four day show has RVs for all budgets. The 39th annual Tacoma Fall RV Show runs September 28th through October 1st. Tickets are $15 for adults and children, 16 and under are free. Find coupons, hours, venue information, and free parking at Tacoma Fall RV Show dot com. Don't miss the Tacoma Fall RV Show this weekend only. Tacoma Fall RV Show dot com.
1: Welcome back to the show. It is time to check the level of our tanks sponsored by our friend Matt's RV Reviews liquefied RV Toilet Treatment, the No BS Toilet Treatment. You can find it in our Amazon store at amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles. PJ, hey what is filling up your black tank this week?
0: My black tank is, what is going on with where they put cheese in grocery stores?
1: What? Wait, what?
0: Hi the high V us. Yeah, I've used the grocery chain around here. They have. Che- I counted. Okay. There is cheese. There are cheese sections in five different spots of the store.
1: I, y'all, if you, this is such an insight into Jason's mind that he counted as he was grocery shopping.
0: <laughs> There's the artisan cheese section yes. that's near like the cured meats your, and stuff.
1: Your charcuterie,
0: and by that they have some like. Uh, some like lunch type cheeses like stuff that you would put on a sandwich and stuff yes. but it's but it's not the square slices in the bricks which are an entirely different section over by the dairy yes. and I'm then familiar. so there's that so there's a wall of that of like the mm-hmm. the packaged slices and bricks yes. and then in between that is several rows of of dairy, of butter and milk and eggs and all the stuff that's over there. And then on the other side of all that is all the shredded cheese, because the shredded cheese has got to be separate from the sliced cheese
1: can I, for whatever reason. Can I share with you that you are forgetting a cheese section?
0: I, am I? Well, I only and said that four. Would be
1: the Velvina,
0: Oh which yes. Is well, also, I remember. I remember the first time my mom sent Vita. me. To the grocery store my mom sent me to the grocery store when i was probably 13 to get Velveeta.
1: did you drive no i
0: walked okay we were close um so uh oh no i would have drove i would have driven it would have been after i was 16. (laughs) i
1: thought you started driving at 14. well
0: you had to have a parent with you though
1: see i have a feeling you probably no no no, i didn't
0: i i i i I followed the rules i could you, you could drive to school or work Or by yourself, but you had to be with a parent anywhere else until you turned 16. So I I drove to the grocery store to get Velveeta. I looked everywhere. Wow. Looked everywhere. And there's no one
1: you could call, right? And
0: then finally I asked a store employee, which is rare for me, even at 43 years old. How
1: long did you walk around before you A long
0: time. The store employee didn't know. They couldn't figure it out either. Oh my gosh! So they had to get another employee, and then we finally found it. And you know, I didn't have a cell phone then, so it was like, I want to call mom and say, "Hey, what aisle's it in?" Be a lot easier these days, right? But forty-five that, minutes. That later. was rough. I also remember. I think that day I, I was supposed to come home with uh, cashews or something, and I came home with water chestnuts. It was a wow. totally different thing.
1: Wow. <laughs> and all these years later.
0: I I remember it, because I've always been like, why is the Velveeta here? Why? Don't
1: forget the queso in the jar. The
0: queso in the jar, sure, sure. Why the Velveeta wouldn't be near that? I don't know, because the chips and the crackers don't go together. Why wouldn't the chips and the crackers go together? That makes all the sense in the world. The chips and the crackers and the bread would be right by each other. Nope. Why is the... Why is the soda in one aisle and the water in a completely different aisle? So
1: this is this is an episode of that podcast.
0: And all you, you I know, sure. I know, all you're gonna comment and answer. You'll be like, it's because they do it on purpose to make you spend more time in the store and yes. find things.
1: This is an episode of the podcast that you need to start. Well, yeah. like yes. what's happening yes. in Jason's. Yes, like
0: five different cheese sections.
1: Five. Okay, so black tank to all that cheese out there. What? Though has filled up your fresh tank
0: this week. Uh, My fresh tank is that Starlink antennas are about to get much smaller, about half the size. They're just sort of in the testing phase. It's been approved by the FCC for them to test them, but both the large uh, mobile antenna, the one that you can use in motion if you pay a ton of money, is $2,500, and the normal one that most people have, uh, are gonna shrink dramatically in size. Uh, and I think that's gonna be great for uh, opportunities for like mounting them and getting them uh, out of the way and not having them, you know, ride in the middle of the floor the RV like <laughs> ours does. So uh, I think there's gonna be a lot more options for folks using Starlink uh, in the future.
1: Are we gonna get one of these new ones? Sure. Like, do they just send them no,
0: to us yeah. to replace? Yeah, are you good? When you say, are we going to get it? Are, do you mean, are we going to buy it or uh,
1: listen? I'm done giving Elon <laughs> Musk any more of my money. Well, this
0: is like, a question about uh, this is the question though, that I think people have about these new antennas. Are they just smaller because they're cheaper for them to manufacture? Uh, because that's what happened from the first generation of mm-hmm. the dish to the second generation first generation of the dish they lost a lot of money on because it was better um and you know there's things like with tesla so we have a tesla now uh, as many of you know uh, the next th- this generation of teslas that we have they just removed the uh sensors so they they you know there's all the self-driving and stuff that teslas can do if you pay extra money and that was that was previously done with a combination of cameras and proximity sensors they've removed all the proximity sensors and they say they can do it all with just higher resolution cameras they haven't actually done it yet totally so that's a question that remains the new model 3 that's been announced that's going to come out next year is removing the turn signal stock and you're you're going to have a a left and right button on the Mm-mm. steering wheel hard path. the turn signal. Hard and, you know, all of this is sort of done in a, a way to be like, oh, it's sleek, it's minimalist, it's cooler, it's but cheap. also it's cheaper to build. We love our Tesla. We're very happy with oh, it. Oh, yeah. But there's stuff like that in Musk companies that, that tend to happen.
1: And in fact, we love our Tesla so much, and we're going to answer so many questions that you all have had about it. Over on this week's Detour, which is our show after the show that you're watching here, Detour, we produce for our Mile Marker Plus members. Those are members who are supporting us at either the $7 a month level or just $70 for an entire year. We do this weekly show for those folks over there. So if you want to hear us talk a little bit more about Tessie, the Tesla, and how our last month has been with this EV, then please consider joining us at the $7 or $70 a month level as a Mile Marker Plus member.
0: What is in your black tank this week?
1: Okay, so my black tank, this was actually speaking of Mile Markers, uh, this was shared over in the Mile Marker Facebook group, which is this private group that we have for the supporters. Someone shared that in Northern Michigan, there is a story of a woman who dropped her watch? I think it was her Apple Watch into a pit toilet. Went to retrieve it and got stuck inside the pit toilet. People, I need you to stop climbing into. There pit is
0: nothing toilet. I, the,
1: Stop it! You
0: are allowed to. You are allowed to go after a small child that you dropped into a pit toilet. Yes. O- nothing else.
1: The only <laughs> thing you should be going after is if it is a living breathing thing.
0: I don't care if it's a $30,000 wedding ring. You're you're not getting it back. It's not, you're not going to find it.
1: It's a poop ring now. Okay. I understand Apple watches, our phones. These are all really expensive devices. I get it. I totally do. If I lost my Apple watch into a pit toilet, even if I could retrieve it, All I could think about for the rest of my life is this is a poop watch that it was in a pit toilet. I don't care if I bought a new band.
0: There's a reason I pay $11 a month insurance on my phone It's because I drop things. I break things. I lose things. Yes. I'm not going in after my phone in a pit toilet.
1: Yes. So you remember a couple episodes ago, I fresh tanked this band called Susto. Still fresh tank. Go listen to them. They're awesome. We went to their show out at Codfish Hollow a few weeks ago. The only things there were (laughs) pit toilets, okay? Every time I had to go, I handed the man, my man, Jason, my phone, and I was like, you hold this. I'm not taking this with me. Because I am not going after my phone if it falls down into a pit toilet.
0: And that's the worst case scenario. My brother, Wes... (laughs) Dropped oh. all of dropped all of his cash on the floor of the porta potty in yes. the dark because yeah. they're not lit.
1: So he had pea cash for the whole rest of the night and none of us would touch it. So he had to go and buy all the drinks because we were like, we're not touching your pea cash. That's <laughs> gross. So listen, give people your phones if you need to before you go in or here just first off, why you're why this woman's watch was? I have so many questions. It My probably, first thing: is she is your watch off? Why it it, is it probably
0: just felt because you you know you can hit hit that band what wrong. Are you talking a, about? If, this is not right off. But if this was out,
1: well, yeah. If you don't have it if, properly, run, why it,
0: it just? She was hiking or something, and maybe. it got stuck
1: on something. You never know. So I guess she didn't have she her phone, and on. she wanted to look at something. She she took her off on. I don't know." But just people, please secure your items before you go into the pit toilet. That's I can't I can't have these it stories is, come across my news desk anymore
0: because it it's a pit. What what is in your fresh tank this week?
1: Okay, so I have two fresh tanks this week. The first one is I would like to officially welcome our new little baby niece to the family. Audrey Vita was born a week ago today. This is the first girl born to Me or my siblings or on your side of the family as well. So you and your brothers uh, all have boys.
0: Yeah. And
1: Uh, me and my brothers, there's uh, the four of us. There's only two of us with kids. We all had boys. So there's been no nieces.
0: Yeah.
1: And we got a niece last week. I have bought so
0: much time. Our bank account will never recover from this need. No,
1: No, I, no! it's beautiful because they live in California. So like wait, all the summer baby it, it's, stuff is it's going on It's beautiful because
0: it all has to be shipped.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so expensive to ship stuff too. Yeah. I was there yesterday. She's beautiful. I'm going to get to see her in Gift a Gift cards of
0: are weeks. great. No. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. I've already told my brother that she's, you have to wait for me before the first trip to Disney that. I a hundred percent call dibs on Bibbity Boppity Boutique, like my, oh my sister, God. yeah, it's so expensive. it's I don't care. I don't care. I will take out a third job. I am thrilled to have a niece. She comes into the family with two nephews that are there that are just the the best kids. They're the best family. I'm so thrilled to welcome audrey another a as well we have an abigail and an audrey as well as some other a's on the Treyview side of the family so i'm very excited about that so that's my first one my second one goes to me oh for well. i know i'm gonna fresh take myself for the fabulous fantasy football team i have put together oh let me yeah. tell this you, this
0: is what it's people. like to play any let game with you. abby she's such a bragger. <laughs> she's such a sore winner see she's also a sore loser for sure like for sure let me
1: tell you i am taking just right now we're in week three okay hear me i am taking the trombardi home with me this year and you might be going mean, it's called the lombardi no in our fantasy league, it's called the Trombardi because we're the trade. Because youth.
0: Abby came up with that, and, and was going to so make a trophy that if she wins, she is then going to give herself.
1: Yes. So I've already started making the trophy, but let me tell you, I've hey, got McCaffrey.
0: You gotta beat. I've
1: got Jalen Hurts.
0: You gotta beat Jack though, and Jack what is the heck. Jack did. is doing just as well as you, uh, and he is he our not. child that is not interested in football at he cares all.
1: Not, but did- is not
0: even trying. You just picked a team and just letting it run. That
1: is not true. We did encourage him because he had. No, he's
0: bragging that he's not trying. He's like, I just press that optimize button every week and I'm good.
1: (laughs) I just, I have between Samuel and McCaffrey and Hurts, and I've got the Chiefs defense, although I wish I had the 49ers defense.
0: Also, you're bragging on Thursday, where, well, after a Thursday game.
1: Well, how many points did I bring in last night off of McCaffrey and Samuel? Almost.
0: 50 a lot
1: 49
0: but well, we got a whole weekend ahead of us so oh. you might do terrible
1: and my backup qb You're jinxing it my backup qb and I is kirk cousins and he is the he's brought in more points than anybody else so i'm just, i can't decide do i play jalen hurts this weekend or am i playing kirk cousins i don't know so many choices i'm just saying i'm two and zero. Oh, pretty sure i'm about to be three and zero oh, because i'm gonna stomp all over our 10 year old this weekend and i'm taking home the drum party you hear
0: what she said? Stomp all over our ten year old this weekend. <laughs> this is this is what I live with. We I was she just made herself her own fresh tank. <laughs>
1: Sometimes it's okay to celebrate the wins, Jason. You gotta celebrate the wins. And I I am a trade. Yes, deal.
0: you're celebrating getting halfway to winning.
1: I am a trade. Of. You. And Treyviews don't lose, which is why my brother losing in this fantasy league trebus is don't so lose. You know, there's sweet.
0: Like five of you in this league, there you
1: and, go. and four of you are going totally, to have Totally crushing my dad, my brothers. Remember when I started beating my dad at Scrabble? We'd all play Scrabble. How mad my dad was getting. Yes, yes. And now now that you beat him, him. Now at Scrabble,
0: now that you beat him about one every five games.
1: He won't games. play. He won't play. He's like, oh.
0: Yeah, that's, what, that's why it is. Yeah. 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 It's not It's not visible this
1: i don't know what you're talking about i'm i just feel that it is important to celebrate the wins and right now
0: I got two uh, of them. all right that's it for this week's episode of the rv miles podcast
1: yes, is. thank you so much for joining us this week if you are enjoying the rv miles podcast Would you please consider heading over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review? That review is putting this show in front of a whole new generation of RVers. So thank you very, very much. And of course, if you want to connect with Jason and I, you can find us over at the RV Miles Facebook group. Just head on over there, leave us a question, tag us in it. We'll do our best to respond. But until next week, stay safe, get those fantasy points. And if you need some advice, feel free to ask me and keep logging those RV miles.
0: Bye everybody. It is
1: not luck. It is, it is well researched. I looked at the cover of a fantasy football magazine and I'll pick people off of it. That is not luck. Bye everybody.